Greetings, People's Church family. Merry Christmas to you all. Welcome to Church Online. I pray that God's joy and peace will be your portion, not only during this season, but even beyond. Maybe the year 2021 has not been a good one for you. You went through rough seasons, but I pray that God will carry you through even as we celebrate this special day. Christmas is about sharing. So if you haven't shared the link, please do so, so that other members of your family, friends, colleagues, and relatives can also benefit and be blessed through this service. For those who are with us for the very first time, I would like you to fill in the welcome card in the description box below. We love you. We would like to connect with you. And the only way we can do so is if we get your details. Maybe you have needs, you want someone to pray with you. They are going to connect with you during the week just so that we can get to know you better. And family, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, remember to do so. Like our channel, like our Facebook page, and God bless you. Let me read scripture before we pray. A scripture for this special day is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 15. I'll read in the NIV. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this glorious day, the greatest day in Christian history. Thank you for the greatest gift that you have given to us. A gift that is for all, rich, poor, for all nations, the high and the low. Thank you for the peace, the joy, and the eternal life that comes because of this gift. Thank you for this day, Lord. As your children, Christ is not just a baby that is born in a manger, but he is our Lord, our Savior, our provider, a protector, a healer. He is our everything. We pray, Lord, that on this special day, those who need him as the Messiah will encounter him. Those who need him as the healer will encounter him. Those who need peace, may you show forth, Lord, as the Prince of Peace. We pray, Father, as we join the heavenly choir and say glory in the highest, peace on earth, and goodwill to men. Bless us, Lord, Receive our praise this day as we lift up your name 
In Jesus' name, amen. He's the way maker. He's the God who keeps making ways. He makes way in the wilderness. Hallelujah. We lift you high, Lord. We worship the way maker. Even if you don't make a way, we'll still worship you. Our praise and our worship is not dependent on what you do or you don't do. It's simply dependent on who you are to us. We are satisfied with who you are. We are satisfied with who you are. That alone is enough to praise you and worship you for eternity. We don't need you to open doors. We don't need you to heal cancer. We don't need you to heal our bodies. We don't need you to mend our hearts. As long as you are with us, that is, that is enough. That alone is enough. But we know that you are a way maker. But we know that you are a miracle worker. So we depend on you, not on what you do. We depend on you, not what you do. We set our eyes on you and not on your works. We want to know you and not only what you do. Help us see you for who you are this morning. Help us worship you for who you are this morning. Father, we love you.
for us to give our offering to the Lord on this special day, let me remind you that the season of giving is here with us. Christmas is the season of giving. Regardless of how much we have commercialized this moment and this season, regardless of the spending, the glitter, the statistics that we hear about accidents, Christmas is the season of giving. Jesus is the reason for the season. In other words, without Christmas, it's like, without Jesus, it's like we are celebrating a birthday without a celebrant. And therefore, Jesus is the reason for this season. We are going to be exchanging gifts with family this day and even beyond exchanging gifts with loved ones. But let me say this to you, that the greatest gift that we ever received is Jesus. Jesus is our greatest gift. We cannot compare him to any other. He's the greatest gift that God has given us. Paul the Apostle understood this very well. When he spoke to the church in Corinth, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, he said, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. In other words, we cannot even describe this gift that God has given us. He didn't choose among the sons that he had. He gave us his only son. And we cannot even begin to describe how much the gift means to us. Now the question I'm asking is, when we give our offering on this special day, are we paying God back for what he has done for us? And the answer is a big no. Even if we had to pay back with what we are offering, it wouldn't be enough. It wouldn't surpass the great love that God loved us with. We can never outgive God. Our giving this day is just one way of expressing our gratitude. We are so grateful for what God has done for us. As much as we can express our gratitude through worship, we are going to express our gratitude through giving. We have to express it. William Arthur Ward says, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. So as we give on this special day, let us express our gratitude to our God. God gave us his very best when he gave us Jesus. I challenge you on this day, give God your very best even if it will never surpass the great love that God has for us. My challenge to you is, give God your best. You can give by using the banking details that are appearing on the screen. And God bless you as you will be giving him your best on this best day in history. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We stand in awe of your goodness, your faithfulness. We stand in awe of the great love that you loved us with, giving us your very best, your very own, the only begotten son that you had. On this special day, I pray for our brothers, our sisters, as we will all jointly express our love towards you. We know, Father, that how much, no matter how much we give to you, it will never, it will never outgive you. We will never outgive you. It will never surpass 
the great love that you have shown to us. Father, we are aware that there are those who don't have anything to give to you. As they present their hearts to you, receive, Father God, their attitude of giving. Give them a seed because your word says you give a seed to the sower. Give them a seed so that they may also partake in these blessings. Bless the gift. Bless the giver. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, church family. My name is Gamala Muloko, and I'm going to be giving you announcements of the life in the church. On the 31st of December at 11 p.m. to midnight, we will be having a crossover service, which will be premiered on our social media platforms. From the 8th of January 2022 until the 28th of January, we will be observing 21 days of prayer and fasting, and more details will follow. All our ministries will be closed until 2022. More details will be communicated as to when they will reopen. So do join us every Sunday morning at 8.30 for our intercessory prayer, followed by our main service at 9 a.m. We can't wait to see you there. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the service. It's now time for us to hear the word of God. Please sit back, relax, prepare your heart to hear what God has in store for all of us on this special day. Please help me welcome our senior pastor as he brings God's word to us. Good morning, People's Church. Is that not wonderful? On this particular Saturday, we find ourselves in the house of God on Christmas Day. God richly bless you. A special welcome to those who are joining us for the first time. You will agree with me that Christmas and Easter are the most celebrated days amongst Christians where we remember the birth of Jesus, we remember the death and the resurrection of Jesus respectively. I agree with George W. Tewitt, who says, Christ was born in the first century, yet he belongs to all centuries. He was born a Jew, yet he belongs to all races. He was born in Bethlehem, yet he belongs to all countries. That is why today, here in South Africa, in Africa, we are joining with millions of Christians all over the world in different time zones, we are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. One of my favorite Easter messages is the seven sayings of Jesus on the cross. Jesus, when dying on the cross, uttered seven statements, seven words, seven sayings. The first one, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The second one, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. The third word, I tell you the truth. He tells the sinner, today you will be with me in paradise. The fourth word, 
Father, in your hands I commit my spirit. Is that not wonderful? To know that Jesus' life was not taken from him, but he gave his life for us. The fifth word, dear woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. The sixth statement, the sixth word, I thirst. This shows his humanity. The fact that when he was dying on the cross, he was truly man. The last word, it is finished. Now, as much as seven profound words were uttered on the cross, there are seven profound prophetic words which were uttered around the time of the birth of Jesus. These prophetic words were revealed to certain individuals who were very close to events around the birth of Jesus. I call these the seven prophetic Christmas sayings. This is the title. This is the theme of our message today. The first statement, the first prophetic word was revealed to Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. This prophetic word informs us, tells us that Christmas is about salvation, the salvation of all humanity. Now, Zechariah and his wife, Elizabeth, were childless. And they were very much old. But one day, God remembers them. God sends an angel to them. Let us read from Luke chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Verse 20. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. Now, Zechariah did not believe the word from Gabriel, the word from an angel that says God has remembered you. You are going to be with child, brethren, unbelief is a very serious sin before God. But later, we find that when John, who is called John the Baptist, was born, Zechariah is asked, what is the name of the child? Because he could not talk. He asked for a paper and pen. And he wrote the name John, and he could now speak. This is what he says from verse 67. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, 
praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. Verse 69, he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Verse 76, and you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. Now, prophetically, Zechariah says God has raised a horn of salvation. In other words, in Jesus, in the baby Jesus, who's going to be preceded by John the Baptist. He says, Zechariah says that God has raised up a horn of salvation. Therefore, today we are gathered in church on this Saturday morning, Christmas Day, we celebrate the fact that God has redeemed. God has saved us from our sins. From the day I said yes to the gospel, from the day I said yes to Christ, my life has never been the same. Therefore, the first prophetic word uttered by Zechariah is that Christmas is about salvation. The second word, prophetic word, is revealed to Elizabeth, his wife. Now, let us read from verse 23, Luke chapter 1, verse 23. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Elizabeth says, the Lord has shown me favor and he has taken away my disgrace. The celebration of Christmas is a the favor of the Lord upon all humanity. The Greek word favor is charis, which is translated grace. The unmerited favor of God. This is what Christmas is all about. The unmerited favor that God has given given us we did not deserve all this we did not deserve salvation to be called children of god so today in church as we celebrate christmas we thank god about his favor the third prophetic word is also uttered by elizabeth reading from luke 1 verse 39 to 45 at the time mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. 
When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. The third prophetic word is the fact that we are favored by God. We are blessed by God. In other words, Christmas is about the blessing of God. The Greek word for blessing is makarios. Loosely translated in English is to be happy. But we know that happiness is circumstantial. You are happy because of circumstances around you. Now, this is deeper than happiness. Elsewhere in Scripture, it is joy. It is the feeling. It is the expression of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. In other words, Christmas is about the fact that we are blessed by God. The fourth prophetic word, it is about Joseph, the father of Jesus. We read from verse 19 of Matthew chapter 1. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now, Joseph according to the law, wanted to leave, to divorce Mary. But the angel comes to him, gives him guidance. You should not do that. Reading, continuing, verse 19. After Herod, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph. Now, let me read verse 19. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. Israel. But when he heard that Achilles was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. 
and he went and lived in the town of Nazareth. So it was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. Although the word guidance is not found expressly here, but this is what we find around the birth of Jesus concerning Joseph. He is guided by God. He is guided by an angel. He goes to Egypt. When he comes back from Egypt, after the death of Herod, to settle in Judea, he goes, the angel says, he must go further and settle in Galilee, in Nazareth. This is about God's guidance. In other words, in Christmas, the Christmas story, we also find the guidance of God. We find the providence of God. Each step of the word, the Christmas narrative, the birth of Jesus was guided. Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. In other words, the story of Christmas is also about guidance. This is what we celebrate even today. The fifth prophetic word is about the joy that accompanied the birth of Jesus. We read this in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 12. Is that not wonderful to know, to realize that the good news of the birth of Jesus were not revealed to religious leaders, but to the shepherds, the downtrodden of society. Verse 8, and they were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Verse 12, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Praise the name of the Lord. Joy, the joy of the Lord accompanied the birth of Jesus. And the shepherds are told by the angel, I bring to you good news that will cause great joy not only to the people of Bethlehem, Jerusalem, Judea, but all the people. Here we are today in Africa, the tip of Africa South, and we are celebrating the joy of Christmas. The sixth prophetic word is revealed to honor the prophetess. We read here 
Luke chapter 2, verse 36. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, this woman, this widow, 84 years old, looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Not only Jerusalem, but to all their people. The Christmas narrative is about redemption. It is beyond the fact that our sins are forgiven. Redemption means each and every situation that is untenable. We are redeemed from it. Praise the name of the Lord. The last word, prophetic word, is peace that was revealed to Simeon who was also an elderly person. We find this in Luke 2 from verse 25 to 32. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of, for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. This elderly person, Simeon, says, Now, Lord, your servant may depart in peace. Because my eyes have seen your revelation, which was Jesus. What we celebrate today also on this Christmas day is the peace that Jesus brought to our lives. In conclusion, we read in Isaiah 9 verse 6, before even Jesus was born. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Thank you, Jesus, for the peace that you have given us. Charles Brand says, Peace comes 
when there is no cloud between us and God. Peace is the consequence of forgiveness. God's removal of, what, of that which obscures his face and so breaks union with him. Watchman Nee says, a born again person ought to possess unspeakable peace. Paul, Ch Paul Chapel says, because of the tomb, we have peace. Because of his resurrection, we can have peace during even the most troubling of times because we know he is in control of all that happens in the world. Thank God for the peace of God. Today, we celebrate what the Prince of Peace has brought to us. Although in Christmas, our first glance is the baby in the manger, but that is not our last. Luke 2 verse 52, Jesus, the baby, grew up in stature in favor of man and God. He went about doing good, healing those who were oppressed by infirmities, by diseases, destroying the works of the devil. He died on the cross. He was buried. But you cannot put truth in the grave. It will rise. The third day Jesus rose from the dead. Today we worship him. Today he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Benjamin Dube and the late Nazimu are singing a song. You are holy, Lamb of God seated on the right hand of the father you are holy today as we conclude this christmas message let us worship him he is seated on the right hand of the father he is in charge he is in control i want to pray for you i want to pray that on this day may god reveal his son and his workings in your life in jesus name we are going to pray father lord god in the name of jesus thank you for this time together Thank you for this Christmas service and celebration. We thank you for your word. Your word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. I pray for those, Lord, who heard your word today. And some of us may not know you as Savior and Lord, but we pray today that they may come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And those, Lord, your children, we pray that you deepen their experience, their revelation of the Son of God, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Continue to be with us. Continue 
to protect us even during this time. This we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen.